Hello, friends. Welcome to the podcast. It's your JRPG Report episode 170, and it is a wrap-up of E3 special podcast, one of the biggest weeks of the year for all of gaming, but uh, they throw in some JRPG news there, and we've got a ton of things to talk about as, um, I would say, overall Maybe it was a slight disappointment. Um, in terms of E3, I don't think it was anything special at all. But we did get some big news, and let's talk about all those things right now. At the very end of E3, the Nintendo presentation went on. And uh, I'll be honest, that's where a lot of my hopes lied in getting any sort of you know, major announcements or news to talk about. There was a bunch of stuff before that, but um, in particular, there's there was one game I thought that uh, if we learned something about, it was going to be this one, and that is Shin Megami Tensei Five. And uh, if you haven't already heard, <laughs> it is still coming. Uh, long speculated and um, just kind of out there for no one to know anything about, seemingly, but uh, it is still a thing, and it is coming this year to the Nintendo Switch on November the 12th worldwide. Japan will get it a day earlier. We've seen that trend here recently. Atlas finally announced, and they showed it off, and they showed it off again. Um, at first, getting a, a, a new both uh, Japanese and English trailer. And then I believe the next day, or I guess at the Treehouse Live event later that day, getting uh, roughly 25 minutes of new footage. I believe even the day after getting its own special live stream and um, showing off some new footage uh, there as well. Let's talk about some specifics to it. Of course, there is the special edition, but that's just in uh, Japan, so I'm not really going to go over it, as don't know if we'll be getting that one in the West or not. Here is the um, official overview via Nintendo. They say, The ambitions of God and human clash amidst the horror of a dying world. Neither human nor demon, the newly forged... Nahabino and his friends must decide what is worth saving and prepare to sacrifice everything in its name. In a world without its creator, which path will you choose? So if you recall last week, we kind of had that rumored leak and the information about it. It actually proved to be pretty accurate on everything. Somebody must have had a a good source of, of information when they were talking about, if you've not already, definitely head over to the JRPG Report YouTube page to check out that new release date trailer, and you can learn all about it. Here is what we found out a little bit later on. They say the uh, protagonist is a third-year high school student living in Tokyo. While attending the dorm-based Juon Academy, he lived out each day peacefully. Let me just stop right there. Um... I'm sorry if I was... I hope I wasn't the only one. I I thought the protagonist was a female. And <laughs> it wasn't until I was reading about that it said he, and uh, I was quickly corrected. Maybe just my old eyes. I don't know. I, I Like I said, I hope I'm not the only one, but I thought it was a girl. Anyway, one day he and his friends uh, tried to pass through uh, 
Shinagawa Station while coming home from school, but a murder had occurred nearby and the station was closed off. The protagonist visits a nearby tunnel in search of his friend, who had gone off separately. But the tunnel collapses and the protagonist loses consciousness. When he wakes up, he finds himself in a ruined and de desertified Tokyo, uh, like a desert. I'm not sure that <laughs> I've ever heard that word before. Then the protagonist is attacked by a strange-looking creature, a demon, as he tries to escape a mysterious man before appears before him. Take my hand if you don't want to die. Very Terminator-esque. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. Uh, the moment they joined hands, a dazzling light surrounded them, and the two were fused together, forming the new, new form transformed into the forbidden being known as Nahum. <laughs> I should have probably practiced this. Nahabino. After defeating the demon using the power of Nahabino, the protagonist roams about the des desertified Tokyo, known now as Deot, um, including uh, it is dominated by gods and demons. They exist in the world of mythology, including giant dragons and evil demons who were in a fierce battle for their survival. What happened to Tokyo, and who is this new being? In searching for the truth and the future of the world at stake, the protagonist throws himself into the battle between gods and demons. Um, the mysterious person is uh, Hagemi, and he is a mysterious man who suddenly appears before the protagonist when he's attacked by a demon, and they join to form the new, um, new being. Yeah, so they say there are over 200 new demons in this one, both new and familiar. Um, we saw a bunch of them in the trailer. I believe Pixie was in there. Jack Frost was was there uh, being a persona player. I've known uh, at least a few of them, but they're uh, just looking at the images alone, there are quite a few new ones that are going to be popping up as well, and that's definitely a good thing. Uh, the... You kind of roam around this. It kind of looks open-ish to explore. And then the enemies are roaming on the screen for you to attack. The uh, traditional turn-based bow system is there, a system where you can increase your party's number of actions by striking the enemy's weakness or dealing critical hits. Um, there is demon negotiation and fusion by talking to and successfully negotiating with demons. They can become your allies, uh, ally demons, can also be fused together to give birth to new demons. In the uh, trailers, they showed uh, the protagonist along with three other demons flying alongside him, or with him, I guess is a better one. Um, they say starting uh, actually today, and we'll talk about it in a second, there will be a new daily demon fusion video introducing the 214 demons that will appear in the game one per day. So today was Jack Frost, of course, the uh, unofficial mascot to the uh, well, both Shimagawa Tensei and Persona series, I guess. Um, he got his own little one-minute little video. You can check that out on the YouTube channel. Very, very cute. Always liked old Jack Frost. It was really cool, like in Persona 5, the crane machine, getting him to add to your, add to your room. So there it is. The game is is real. I <laughs> for the longest time I joked that I thought this wasn't even coming to Switch. It was going to be delayed until uh, whatever new Switch uh, platform is coming next. But it's coming, and uh, we'll be here this year. Like I said, November 11th in Japan. The next day worldwide 
on November the 12th. If you have been long awaiting this <laughs> this game, you will finally be able to get your hands on it this year. Um, there was a, Nintendo had, I think, an amazing E3 presence. They showed off a bunch of new um, new games that nobody had previously heard about. No new system and or Switch Pro model. That is not, at least not something they're ready to talk about uh, just yet. Um, I think that the Nintendo announcement that I was most psyched up for was that uh, Metroid Dread, uh, a new 2D entry, the first time they said in 19 years they're getting a new one, but that's not JRPG stuff, and you can talk about that stuff <laughs> other places. Um, so that I feel like that was kind of the JRPG highlight of E3 because we knew so little about it. We hadn't seen the battle system. Um, new firm release dates. I think they'll stick to that. I think they are ready to, to rock this game, um, out there starting off E3, actually pre E3 at the summer games festival. Uh, there was a new tales of a rise trailer. So they got, they kind of preempted the whole thing. They got out there and, um, they hit, they hit with a bang, um, let me tell you what, we we knew there were the four characters of Alfin, Shion, Renwell, and Law. We've got two more. And I believe, at least for now, and for a good chunk of the game, maybe in the whole game, that's going to be the six. If you recall Tales of Berseria, there were six to choose from. Uh, joining the party is uh, Kasara and Doholman. Uh, I'm probably saying his name wrong. I'm, as you guys will know, I'm terrible with names. Dohalem? Yeah. So, yeah, we... This is really rounding out this party. And if uh, if you watch these uh, this trailer and the uh, subsequent gameplay trailers that came out for it, I'm already having a hard time <laughs> deciding which of the four I'm going to go with. Um, here is uh, a little bit of information on Kasara. She is a Donan soldier who accompanies Dalinlim, one of the most powerful soldiers in the Donan army. She is also highly regarded by Renan soldiers, even while using their equipment. She uses a hammer and shield to deal strong damage in close combat, but can also use her shield to protect her friends while unleashing high-powered and wide-ranging defensive techniques. Gotta say, as soon as I get her, she's going in the party. Uh, like I said, not only is she an offensive, uh, I think unofficially they're saying that she's the most powerful character um, in battle, but also some defensive um, protect type spells that can go around the entire uh, party. Now, Dalalem is a noble from Rena with very different feelings towards Donans compared to other Renans. He is a very well-mannered gentleman with particular sensibility towards forms of art like music, poetry, and antiquities. He fights using his rod with a mix of techniques and astral arts, making him able to adapt to his opponents. Um, kind of like Eleanor in, in some ways. Uh, you know, hers was more of a spear than a, than a rod, but having the magic abilities as well, seems like he's going to be a pretty capable player. They say in this new trailer, players can also discover some of the most spectacular attacks of Tezzeraz, such as Arts, one of the uh, Tales of Staples that will allow players 
to initiate and create devastating combos, and the boost strikes. Very powerful attacks performed by two characters with the intent of getting a final blow to the enemies. So you check out the Summer Games Festival trailer on our YouTube channel. Um, towards the end of E3, actually after E3 had all wrapped up, uh, several news outlets in the media had some hands-on preview time. Um, new footage came out from all the usual suspects, the 4Gamer.net, and Dengeki, and Famitsu, Game Informer, Game Rant, Gamer.ne.jp. Uh, uh, even our friends over at RPG Site and Siliconia got their hands on it as well. Um, you can check out the links to that uh, in the uh, on our social media channels. Uh, I took both the... Um, there was a battle segment video over five minutes long and a field exploration video also over five minutes long. Those are on the YouTube channel. Um, the thing that struck me, uh, we've seen battle, right? We've seen field exploration. What I guess I hadn't kind of seen, or at least not really, it didn't strike me yet, was during the field portions of the game, it has that Tales music. With all the changes that have gone on, and mo I feel like mostly actually for the better, I was a little worried they were going to change some things, but that, that old familiar Tales-type field music popped up, and yeah, the footsteps are still a little loud, and maybe you can adjust that at some point in time, but it just it's starting to feel, even though it looks different, it still feels Tales. And as if I couldn't be any more hyped for this, game as a longtime Tales player, that really got me even more <laughs> hyped up about it. So you'll want to check those out if uh, if you're feeling kind of the same way I am. There were close to 70 plus images that came out. I put those in a slideshow along with the new Mystic Arts for our newly announced uh, friends. <laughs> Kasara and uh, Dalim have... Um, very short clips, obviously. So I just kind of put those in there along with the new battle clip. The, the whole thing's about eight minutes, but has all those new images, has their mystic arts in there, as well as a little battle segment that you can really get a, a good feel for how all these players are going to um, interact together. Man, I, I, I was hopeful to see a little bit more about this game. I'm now, I think, officially at the point that I don't want to see. <laughs> too much more. I'm ready for it. They they have my money. It's just a matter of deciding if I can get a PlayStation 5 to do which version I'm going to be picking up of this game. There is a special uh, live stream going on tomorrow, June the 18th, that will be available on YouTube to watch. Uh, we'll have all the latest information as well as the voice actors uh, for Xion, Rinwell, and Law. So, if you know you're Japanese or you just want to look in for the translation, that'll be going on at 2030 Japan Central Time, Bandai Namco announced. Um, as, if, as if there wasn't enough tales going on, you can have some more as we look forward to its September release worldwide. So those were the two big heavy hitters. Um, we kind of thought we would get those in there. Let's talk about the... Uh, I guess let's talk about what wasn't there. Let's go ahead and get this out of the way. So, no Final Fantasy 16. 
no Dragon Quest 12. No high, no no big um, unknown announcements as far as that goes. Uh, I will tell you that we did get a new trailer for Eoden Chronicle 100 Heroes. Um, they, I, I had thought this was 2022, but then I did recall that it's 2023. So that is that is still coming, and it's good to see it in action. As maybe weren't quite sure <laughs> if things were still going um, well with it. Um, so here is, they did get a little bit of a story to it. They say, Our story begins in one corner of Alaron, a tapestry of nations with diverse cultures and values. By dint of sword and by way of magical objects known as rune lenses, the land's history has been shaped by alliances and aggressions of the humans, beastmen, elves, and desert people who live there. The Gaudian Empire has edged out other nations and discovered a technology that amplifies the Runelinth's magic. Now, the Empire is scouring the continent for an artifact that will expand their power even further. Um, Iden Chronicle 100 Heroes became the number one funded Kickstarter game of 2020, thanks to phenomenal support from the community. <laughs> Not surprised at all as it looks. Uh, it looks phenomenal, and people who have been wanting the Sukunin uh, sequel for many years were eager to put down their money. So that's 2023. They did announce a game called Aeon Chronicle Rising, which is going to come out in 2022. Uh, what is that exactly? Let's say it's a town-building action RPG set in the same world. It weaves together a pre-world tales of various characters who will eventually become Europeans in the full game. The game will introduce a portion of the cast of characters and an original story with a thrilling action and engaging town-building element. There might even be some small perks for players that link the game to the full release in 100 Heroes. So, yeah, that's interesting. There, I remember when I saw a lot of the, uh, the crowdfunding goals that, that that was in there. I thought it was going to be kind of a mobile Type off for it, but this is coming. These are both coming to Steam as well as PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One. Um, both titles will be available on Xbox Game Pass, they did announce. So you want to check that trailer out if you're curious how this game is shaping up as I was. I didn't expect this game to be there, so I was pleasantly surprised when it popped up. Um, as usual, Square Enix was at E3 and disappointed millions of people. <laughs> I, I, It always kind of humors me in, in some ways seeing the reactions to uh, Square Enix's presentation afterwards that people are just like, blah, blah, blah. this is nothing new. Um, they kind of do this each and every year. While they may give some things to get excited about, they're going to give some head-scratching things, and they're never, ever going to give you what you want. That is... Just the way it goes. So the good thing that that came out of it, at least in my opinion, was Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. This is coming for PC, iOS, and Android. It will consist of the first six Final Fantasy games remastered into pixel-perfect um, edition. There was a teaser trailer for it, but it really didn't show much of anything. And it was basically just an announcement. And it they just say... Uh, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster will consist of re-releases of the first six games. I do believe the goal of this is to kind of um, quote-unquote fix 
the available now versions of these games that are out there and make a more accurate recreation of it. Now, it's not going to be a 2D HD remaster of anything. It is going to look very much <laughs> like the original games. Kind of The way I look at it, it's probably the way your mind's eye wants to remember these games more than the <laughs> jagged, blurry messes that they actually were, especially back in the day. So... I'm I'm liking what I'm hearing about this. I hope that they come to consoles. There was no announcement on that. I can kind of envision maybe a collection coming to consoles. That would seem to be a little bit more, uh, but with being digital, I don't know why they couldn't all be released that way as well. Uh, some people were pretty happy about that. Obviously, the lack of console support, they then were unhappy. And again, that is Square Enix to a T. Uh, the rumors were true as far as the Square Enix and Team Ninja developed action RPG in the Final Fantasy Origins type universe. This is called Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. Um, let's let's kind of dig into it a little bit. It's coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox. Uh, series and Xbox One as well as PC, and will launch sometime in 2022. Um, the trailer was revealed for it, and it, again, kind of head-scratching. <laughs> there was a lengthy playable demo that got released for it and was immediately broken and unplayable. They have since fixed that so people can uh, take advantage of it. But... I. As most people, I'm going to also um, echo their announcements. Uh, here's an overview of it. They say, in particular, the demo. The Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin Trial version demo was announced during the showcase and gives players the opportunity to experience a taste of the full game centering on Jack and his allies, Ash and Jed, as they throw open the gates to the Chaos Shrine. Burning with resolve to defeat chaos, and with the memories of their struggles buried deep in their hearts, they are the foretold warriors. Are they the foretold warriors of light? Uh, players can explore the dark fantasy world as they battle an array of iconic monsters from the Final Fantasy series, using powerful spells and abilities from a sample of jobs, including warrior, dragoon, and black mage. So, what is it? It is an action RPG that takes Final Fantasy in a bold new direction. Um, yeah, they, they, what I understand is they have been kind of dropped into this world. They are not from the Final Fantasy universe, which is focusing primarily on the, the first game. That is why they appear <laughs> not to be from the world. That is actually exactly what they are. They're not from this world and at least could have been explained better that way. might have made more sense when you first saw them. You didn't know the backstory. The, first, the main character is named Jack. He strongly believes in defeating chaos is his duty, showing no hesitation about killing any monsters that stand in his way, cutting them down without mercy. You see that in the trailer. Um, it is a dark, brutal-type combat that goes to it. Kind of angry <laughs> is the best word to describe it. There's uh, Jed, who's a kind and cheerful soul, and Ash's equal in strength. Respects Jack deeply and allies as his power. 
And then there is Ash, who supports the party with his cool and collected personality, recognizes Jack's strength in battle, and trusts him implicably. Yeah, I mean, they just look like people off the streets, which I'm guessing that is exactly what they are. Um, in the trailer, they, you see him, them kind of approaching who they think is Chaos. Turns out, may or may not be. <laughs> I'll leave that up to people to kind of decide. It is, you know, also supposed to be Garland, which I don't want to ruin anything for people in the Final Fantasy if you've not played the original, but they all play Central uh, central themes to it. Uh, in battle, you can switch between two selected jobs as you fight. Each job can equip different weapons and its own unique art attack style. Classic Final Fantasy series abilities appear alongside original weapon abilities. Characters' appearances will also change to reflect their equipped armor. Use a soul burst to strike a finishing blow to replace the enemy's break gauge. Turn enemies to crystal and restore a small amount of Jack's MP by shattering them. You will face powerful monsters obstructing your path, fierce enough to be bossed of the counters in their own rights. Now, this is being uh, produced by uh, Tetsuya Nomura. Um, he say the uh, original concept came up around the time that they were releasing um, the city of Final Fantasy. And he says, I was thinking to myself about making the next game into one that featured action elements in which locations are conquered rather than the kind of battles against characters. Um... Yeah, they <laughs> he say that they will need a little bit of time to complete it. That the battle system, while it's a bloody one, it does link to the story. So you'll hope you'll use this opportunity to give it a try. Definitely check out the trailer for it. Kind of make up your own mind. I believe Jake kind of nailed it on Twitter. And he asked if it didn't have Final Fantasy in the title, would I even be talking about it? And the, the easy answer is no. Uh, is, I mean, I will respect what Team Ninja has done over the years, and it looks like they're trying to make a, a the best game that they can using this formula, but other than having Final Fantasy elements into it, it looks like to be a dark, brutal action RPG game that would would probably fall outside the realm of stuff I would be talking about. I... <laughs> I, I don't want to be a negative Nancy about this one, but it's thing, something that I really have no interest in. Uh, that could possibly change, but from what I saw, it didn't like something that I would really be wanting to dive into too much. I'm interested in the idea of it. It's just not a game that I'm really fired up about. And that's, <laughs> that's a Square Enix um, E3 presentation. To a T, that's exactly kind of what they do. There were some other smaller announcements, uh, like they're making a, a Guardians of the Galaxy type game. But really, that was the only thing JRPG related from Squeenix. We're hoping for something bigger and better. I'm guessing that's coming at Tokyo Game Show. Got a lot more things to get to, so let's kind of just go through it. Um, Xseed announced that they have delayed the Western release of Rune Factory 5. From uh, its previously planned 2021 release window till early 2022. This game came out back in May in Japan. But it's going to be a little bit longer until we get this one in the West. There was finally a English trailer for the game. Showing off voice acting and uh, all the like menus and stuff. So you can actually tell what's 
what's going on. Here's an overview of it. Set off, set off on a grand adventure in a fantasy world with the latest entry in the Rune Factory simulation RPG series. After losing their memory, the hero lands in a small town blessed by nature. There they are recruited into a band of peacekeeping rangers, and their new life begins. In addition to their normal duties, the hero can farm the land, cast a line into a nearby river, and much more. Team up with town folk to battle monsters and unleash powerful combination attacks. Just one of the new features just one of the features new to the series. They say the stage is set, the curtain rises on an exciting new venture in Rune Factory 5. So yeah, check out that trailer. If you are curious how uh, this thing is shaping up, it looks pretty cool. They also announced a um, Western release uh, for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC of Rune Factory 4 Special. This is already available on the Switch. came out back in February, but it'll be making its way uh, sometime this fall to the other systems. Um, kind of before the Nintendo presentation, uh, during the Ubisoft portion of it, uh, they announced a sequel for the Mario and Rabbids game. This one is Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. This will launch in 2022. Um, they say this is the About via Ubisoft. Cursa, a mysterious and malevolent entity, seeks out energy to further its nefarious plans, plunging the galaxy into chaos. Twisting the planets with its evil influence, it's determined to consume all the energy of the sparks, who are uncanny creatures formed by the fusion of Loomis and Rabbids and destroy all who stand in this way. In order to bring back the galaxy and save the sparks, Mario and friends team up with the rabid heroes to journey through mysterious and ever-surprising planets. Here are the key features. An ex uh, extravagant team galore meet Mario and the rabid heroes. Build your dream team with three heroes among its eclectic roster of nine, including all-time favorites, Rabbid Peach, Luigi, Rabbid Mario, Princess Peach, and some unexpected newcomers. Take advantage of the hero's special abilities to outwit even the strongest enemies in battle. Looks pretty cool. I kind of dabbled in the first one a bit. I, I own it, so I should probably <laughs> um, actually pick it up and play through it. But this one looks pretty cool. It looks to be a little darker in tone than the first one. Um, does look to have a, a little bit of a graphical upgrade to it as well, but still kind of using that strategy RPG battle system um, to its advantage. And looks kind of fun. Um, there, of course, was the uh, uh, cinematic trailer for it, as well as a gameplay sneak peek, both available on our YouTube channel for you to check out a little bit more about it and see if it's something. Uh, I mean, if you like the first one, I'm guessing you're probably going to quite like this one as well. Um, game we've been talking about for a while showed back up and uh, gave us a release date. Astria Ascending will launch for PS4, PS5, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Switch, and PC via Steam, as well as the Epic Game Store on September 30th. Publisher Dear, Vill Dear Villagers and of Upper Artesian Studios announced um, the new trailer that came along with it talked about the game's eight playable demigods. You have 
Ulan, who is the captain character. Eliza, who is a summoner. Echo, a scholar. Alex, a soldier. Arpajo, who is a thief. Dagmar, a sorcerer. Caden, an explorer. And Chris, who is a fencer. Feels like more than eight. No, okay. <laughs> um, the epic adventure with the charm and pedigree of a classic JRPG, Astria Ascending, tells the expansive story of fate, sacrifice, and new beginnings. Of course, this is the one uh, between Jer Villagers and uh, world class JRPG developers. The score by Itachi Sakamoto, who also worked on Final Fantasy XII and Vagrant Story. The narrative by Kazuzuji. Najima, who worked on Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy VII Remake, and art from Sign Designation. Um, I think this game looks incredible. I cannot wait to check it out and play it. That new trailer is on our YouTube channel. If you are curious how it all looks and the shaping up for its big September 30th release date, and uh, it's getting <laughs> it's getting a little crowded in that time space. Uh, this was also after E3, but there was the new opening cinematic movie for Christ Tales. You can check that out on our channel. This one is due out for every system under the sun on July 20th, and the opening cinematic is beautiful. Speaking of opening cinematics, this did come out during E3. Uh, Square Enix released the opening movie for the remastered version of Legend of Mana. Looks pretty cool. I, I love the opening to this. I wish the game looked a little bit more like this. Um, but it is really pretty, at least in this opening movie. Legend of Mana is due out for PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC via Steam on June the 24th. Capcom released a bunch of information about uh, Monster Hunter. First, uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin, got a new Games Fest trailer you can take a look at the latest in the uh, turn-based rpgc well i believe this is mm, trailer number five yeah uh, this one is due out of course for switch and pc via steam on july the 9th uh, along with that uh, came out uh, a couple days after that i believe it was during was it during the yeah it was during the treehouse event yeah they showed off about 25 minutes of new playable footage from it. They announced that there will be a demo coming out for it on June the 25th. Save data from the demo can be transferred to the full game. Additionally, the first update that will be free for the game will be out on July 15th and add the new monster Pamute from Monster Hunter Rise. So yeah, you can check that out as well as all the gameplay for it actually the so the gameplay is a little weird they showed it during the treehouse live and in the um, article that was linked to it from gametsu it um it was a little weird it didn't actually show up the video was private so i don't know what exactly was going on with that yeah it's a little a little weird to say to say the least but maybe, maybe it'll fix itself, but or there's a different link to it, just not in this article. I'm not sure. The game looks fantastic. Looking forward to it. They did also announce Monster Hunter Rise uh, Update Version 3.1 will launch on June the 24th. 
and that's pretty cool to look forward to. You can say uh, July 9th is going to be an event. The end of July is another collaboration, and then August. So they lined out their timeline for that. There is a new update, June-July update trailer. You can check out on our YouTube channel along with that trailer number five for Monster Hunter Rising 2. You can check that out. As well as all the things that we talk about <laughs> on this podcast. Um, just quickly, Yakuza Like a Dragon announced that it is now available for Xbox Game Pass for console, PC, and cloud. Publisher Sega and developer Ryugagatutu Studios announced it's also available on PS5, PS4, and Xbox as well. But yeah, if you are a Xbox Game Pass owner, you can now check that game out. Death End Request 2 is coming to the Switch in 2021 in Japan. Compile Heart announced this. It's already available on PS4 and PC. Um, so making its way to the Switch in Japan means it'll more than likely make its way um, over here via Western publisher Idea Factory International. Once I hear a date for that, I will let you guys know about it. Um, a game I've not got a chance to play, but a friend of mine who is really big into, uh, well, the same things that we are, uh, he got a chance to play it a while ago, and that is the... 16-bit inspired RPG Shadows of Adam. Well, it is now available on PlayStation 4 for $14.99 from publisher PM Studios and developer Something Classic Games. This one has been available on PC for a few years now. Uh, Switch got it back in May of 2020. Limited Run will have a physical edition of the game for PS4 and Switch. Um, that is available right now. You can... Try to get your hands on that if it's still available. I believe this is going to go for $34.99 for that physical edition. There's also a limited edition for $64.99. The, uh, they say the game is a creative, humorous, and exciting take on the 16-bit Japanese RPG era, but with its own twist and style for modern-day gamer. Fast-paced battles, gorgeous graphics, and an awesome soundtrack with a convenience to save anywhere make it really tough to resist, they say. Whether you're playing on a TV or in handheld mode, well, I guess this was the Switch overview, the game's glorious pixels will immerse you in the adventure and its memorable scenes. There is a compelling story-driven, character-driven story. Shadow of Adam's story is one with a deep narrative and an interesting plot. The story revolves around four main characters, Aerosol, Kellen, Curtis, and Talon. It has a strategic AP management battle system. AP is restored between each round of battle automatically and through defeating enemies. This allows for a unique attrition system that encourages skill use in fast combat. Shadows of Adam features beautifully modernized visuals inspired by classic JRPGs of the 90s and an original soundtrack with over 44 tracks. I just found this story, honestly, and uh, there's a PS4 launch trailer for it. I'll have that uploaded on the YouTube channel uh, here in the next little bit after I wrap up today's podcast. Um, there was at least one surprise from E3. This will be our last story of the day. Game I was not aware of, but uh, looks pretty interesting. It's called Sacrifier. 
This is from the developers of Regala of Men and Mardux. That's Pixelated Milk. They have announced the 90s-inspired RPG Sacrifier for PlayStation 5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. So, everything. It will launch in 2022. There's a Kickstarter campaign going on for it right now. Let's talk a little bit about it. It is, uh, they say it's inspired by the 90s titles that begin our love affair with gaming. Featuring dynamic battles, our combat engine merges real-time and turn-based style to provide a fluid experience that is both challenging and satisfying. Fight alongside companions, choose from multiple weapons, target individual enemy body parts, and string together attacks to create elaborate combos. Um... Employing both pixel art and 3D graphics allow us to combine retro-style graphics with innovative digital effects wizardry. Hand-drawn and animated characters blend seamlessly into 3D-modeled environments. Sacrifier's original story aims to both respect and subvert the standard RPG tropes. So, although you feel right at home with our cast of lovable characters, you'll never know what to expect next. You'll travel between two worlds, the sprawling sub subterranean city of Antioch and the idyllic spirit paradise of Erebus in a well-developed game universe, which includes elements of both fantasy and sci-fi. I think it looks fantastic. Um, I've never quite seen a game that looks like this. I encourage you to head over to YouTube and check out the announcement trailer so you can kind of see what I'm talking about and if it's something that you want to kind of get in on the... uh, Kickstarter and get it on the ground floor to support this one. That's going to do it for E3 2021. I wasn't sure. Like I said last week, I I went into it not expecting much and, well, didn't get a whole lot of it, but what we did get was very quality stuff. Um, Never know what you're going to get JRPG-wise, but I think it was pretty good, especially with the Shemekai Tensei stuff and Tales of Arise uh, for their development. So, that's it. Uh, next week will probably be a little quiet, as it usually is before uh, anything pops up. But uh, we'll be here to talk about it, whatever. And uh, hopefully it's something fun. You never know. My name is James Fisher, and this will do it for episode 170 of the JRPG Report. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week. But until then, get back out there and level up.